This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I talked to a woman who reached out to me after listening to the Unfiltered episode called Married at 25, Divorced at 26, Dating at 27. She wanted to share her story of being on the other side of that situation, dating someone who was married at 25 and divorced at 27. She shares how their relationship unfolded, what her initial reaction was to him sharing that he was divorced, and how his previous marriage has impacted their current relationship. She gives advice for anyone dating a divorcee and for divorcees getting back in the dating world. 
Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Hello, uh, I am going by Anonymous for this episode, and I am here to talk about what it's like dating a divorcee at age 27. <laughs> All right. And how, what brought you here to wanting to talk about this episode specifically? Actually, uh, one of the very most recent episodes was uh, another anonymous person on Unfiltered talking about how they were the divorce party. And I listened to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, it feels like I'm so alone because I don't know anyone who my, who's my age that's divorced. I don't know anyone who's going through that. And when I heard it, I'm just like, I'm on the other end of that. I, I feel like I have to share. I mean, there are so many stories that I've resonated with, ex-trauma and all of that. Um, but this one felt really important and very relevant to my life now. So You, you and me both on, on that note. Um, yeah, I, I'm always like very excited whenever I get an email for an unfiltered episode. But I was so glad to open and read yours because there's nothing I love more than like sharing all perspectives of a situation, like multiple sides to a story. And I feel like what you're experiencing is something that like we don't hear about often, you know, we don't really get that side of things. So I'm really excited to dive in and I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. And like I said, that episode made me feel so much less alone. So I hope that my story can feel, help somebody else feel less alone. It's not a very common thing that we go through, but it, it really, really helps to know that you're not alone out there. Absolutely. Okay. So why don't you tell me a bit about your relationship that you're in now? Like, how did it start? When did it start? Let's kind of set the stage. Sure. Um, so we met on Hinge, as I know a lot of people our age do. Hinge? Um, yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> right? Right. Um, we met near the end of 2020. Um, so it was a little difficult going on our first few dates, you know, still the peak of COVID. So meeting in person was a little iffy. And definitely we had a few month period where we were just video chatting. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually it really led to the start of a great relationship. Um, it's still ongoing now. Uh, and we're in a really good place at the time being. But I think that uh, this whole this whole journey being in a relationship through COVID is a very different one than uh, than normally, of course. <laughs> of course. And I actually think it's really cool to hear your perspective while you're still like what you're actively in this relationship. And I think hearing you say that you are in a good place just goes to show like people think there's it's black and white. You could be in a good place in your relationship or you could be like going through like a rough pattern or not in a good place. And you can be in a good place, but still have stuff. Like everybody has stuff. And I feel like it's just such a common misconception that like, no, you're either in a perfect relationship or you're not. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. And definitely this whole like looming theme of, you know, his past divorce has been kind of a black cloud over a little bit of our relationship. So, mm -hmm. you know, most of the time it doesn't bother us, but every now and then something kind of comes up and, you know, it just it makes its presence known. Um, but overall, I think uh, we work really well together. He's a really, really fantastic guy. Um, mm. So I think it's worth worth fighting for, even though we have uh, had this kind of trouble looming. <laughs> totally. Well, I love to hear that. Um, okay, so when you first started talking, started having these like virtual dates and, and stuff, like at what point did it come up that he was previously married? 
Um, so it actually came up on our first date in person. Um, we were talking to each other and, you know, looking back on it now, I even appreciate how upfront he was with me right at the very beginning. Um, didn't really let it develop into anything and then spring the surprise on me like, oh, hey, by the way, I've been married before. Um, he was very upfront, uh, talked about it right on the first date. And I was kind of a little, you know, apprehensive just because that's not the way anybody sees their life going. You know, me, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I kind of figured I'd be somebody's one and only. Um, but you know, obviously he, he's a great person. So I really wanted to stick it out and uh, see how we could do with that. Um, and more of how that previous relationship has affected him has kind of unfolded over the course of things in various ways. Um, but I think that the way that we, you know, move on from it and deal with it is really crucial to how our own relationship will move forward. Definitely. And that goes for any, any type of relationship, any type of breakup. Um, mm -hmm. when he told you this on the first date, which, yeah, I love that you pointed out that like, you're glad that he did that. I think that's definitely the way to go. Like just starting off being like as honest and transparent as possible. Um, how did he say it? Like, what did he say about it? How much information did you get? Um, well, I was sort of trying to be transparent about some things that I had gone through. So I had initiated a little bit of the conversation because I'm the same way. I believe in honesty. I don't want to get anybody into something that they're not ready for by not telling them right away. Um, so I'd opened up to him a little bit about my own life. And then he said, you know, I'm going through some stuff on my own right now. I just got divorced this year from, you know, my only long-term relationship because all of a sudden my wife decided that she likes women instead. Yeah, um, I've seen that I'm, show before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Um, I was a little shell-shocked. I'm like, I'm not sure what to do with that or how to respond to that immediately, but thank you for telling me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I had some time to think about it after, after the date and think about how that would kind of affect things. And I said, you know what, this is weird. This is not something I ever pictured myself doing, but let's continue on. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I feel like if, and I, I'm, I'm not you, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I feel like if I were to hear that on a date, I would definitely like have questions and I'd be kind of scared of like, oh, like, well, they've already been married. Like there's so many steps ahead of me in a way. But on the other hand, knowing that it wasn't because he cheated on her, it wasn't because mm -hmm. of any like really traumatic thing that happened that would kind of reflect on him and who he would be as a partner. I think that would have calmed me down and, and told me like, okay, like you can proceed. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think that is a big part of the reason why I stayed um, and being in a relationship with him. He's just such an honest person. I know he wouldn't come off as, you know, any kind of hiding any portion of that. So I, I trusted that that was his reason. And I trusted, like you said, that that wasn't something malicious or bad between them. So I could definitely uh, see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. You started to see where it goes. It's, it started going somewhere. At what point or like, what was it like when some of this stuff would come back up and, and kind of bring a question mark into your head or stuff like that, you know? Yeah, so definitely there were there were quite a few points and I can get into the various levels of those. Um, so I think one of the first times it came up was when, you know, he wanted to be relationship official. He was kind of old fashioned the way he asked me to be his girlfriend. So, of course, the next step to that is, OK, let's do this on Facebook. We weren't Facebook friends with each other. 
I, uh, you know, friend requested him and saw that his status was still set to married. And I kind of said like, oh, what's going on here? Like, you know, I thought the divorce was over with. I thought it was behind you. He said, yes, it is. I thought I had like hidden that setting. But something in the back of my mind was like, you know, if it was really over, you would really let go of this. You would have just, you know, finalized it, made yourself single. Um, so in a way I was just kind of like, well, why wouldn't you just do all of that? So it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a hassle there, but then he set his own status, um, and we were in a relationship again. And then I, you know, saw what he still had on his Facebook wall, which, you know, included, you know, pictures of their engagement, pictures of their wedding, pictures of their honeymoon. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should be that person that like asked him to take it down. I don't know if that's overstepping my boundaries or anything. Um, until like a friend of a friend had called me and said, Hey, do you know, this guy's been married before? And this is not someone I'm close to. So she had no reason to do this to me. And I'm like, Oh, it's weirdly like affecting people kind of in my circle and a little outside of it. So I said, you know, maybe I am overstepping my boundaries, but I really would feel a little more comfortable if you took down your literal wedding and engagement photos, that would, uh, that would very much help our current relationship. <laughs> um, how did he react to that? He kind of agreed, you know, took it, okay. took him down right away. Um, he understood where I was coming from. But at, at the same time, it, it was also that little voice in the back of my head. Like, is he really over this? I had to, like, ask him to do this. Right. I had to kind of discover it and say, okay, let's get rid of this. That's, and things like, <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, I feel like going to, like, friend you're now boyfriend on Facebook and seeing that they're still married is like the scariest thing in the world. Obviously they're not still married, but seeing like that sad thing. Of but course. It's so tough. Cause like, is it just because he's a guy who just like, isn't that active? Like, I feel like we think about these things so much more than guys do. So, yeah. and I'm sure you questioned that too, being like, it like, did he truly just like forget or like thought he did it and didn't or like forget that these pictures are there. Cause he doesn't think about social media the way I do. Like, Oh, that's right. tough. Exactly. I, cause I'm the total opposite. Once my relationship's over, I scrub that person from my social feeds. I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. I've been, you know, I'm checked out. I don't want any part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, guys are different in, in all regards. Um, you know, there are a lot of things where, you know, this same kind of train of thought has come up. Like, you know, is he a boy? Is he just not thinking about this the way girls do not like attaching, you know, as much sentimentality to it. Yeah. Um, but another situation came up in which we were moving him from apartment to apartment. And, uh, you know, his parents were helping and said, oh, you know, she had made this like piece of furniture for him, like meaning his ex-wife and made this piece of furniture for him. And it wasn't like, you know, I guess it's one level of things if you were just going to Ikea and building them together because anybody can do that. But like the hand making thing, I'm kind of like, well, why do you still have this? Why wouldn't you just get rid of this and, you know, get another table or whatever right and you know of course boy logic is it's just a table like I don't see anything special in it and I'm just like ah oh, it's just it's a little layer of weirdness that right like you know. what does it mean something to him does it not like mm -hmm. if it doesn't then why does he still have it but then the defense is like well it doesn't mean anything so why do I need to get rid of it Right. I already have a table. Why would I go spend money on another table? Right. Like I can't, I don't have to do that. So, right. you know, a lot of these things that have come up, I'm just like, oh, maybe it's just a boy thing. I don't know. Because really, like, as soon as I bring it up, he's like, oh, okay, I can see how that would bother you. And then kind of makes moves to, 
get rid of it or, you know, move on from that portion. But it's always been like, I have to kind of find it and, you know, ask about it. Yeah. Um, so recently it's come to the point and I'm a person who's in uh, therapy myself. I have been for years. I have um, anxiety, like I'm sure so many of us do listen, that listen to the show. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Whatever would give you that idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most relatable thing. So I've been, I know what I know what I have going on with me. I've been working on myself and I kind of suggested to him, like, you know, I've really benefited from therapy. I think you would too, because just, you know, some things in your life kind of indicate to me that maybe you haven't fully moved on from this. And, you know, if we're going to be serious together, if we're going to be um, you know, anything greater than this in the future, I kind of think you need to fully move on yeah. from it. Um, so luckily, again, he was receptive. That was the kind of rough patch in our situation, but he was very receptive and, you know, got himself his therapy kind of right away. And I think it's really going to be, you know, so helpful because that's not just, that's not for me. It's, it's entirely for him. I want mm -hmm. it, you know, I want him to, uh, be able to recognize these feelings and move on from them. And, you know, just be able to live his life without without the shadow looming over him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that's I, it's great that he was also receptive to that. Like, yes. I feel like every concern or everything that comes up when you do address it, he's been really like proactive about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Which has been another like one of those green flags that, you know, that have made me stay and uh, not walk away from this because, yeah. you know, I can tell he's he's a good person and he wants to move on and he wants to make it work with me. Um, it's just these little things, you know, and I'm kind of like trying to tie up all the all the loose ends. I'm like, all right, well, we're already on this journey. I got to ask the question I do not want to ask. And I'm going to ask, uh, what did you ever do with your wedding rings? And I got the answer I knew I wasn't going to like, but I fully expected. Uh, still had them all. And I'm like, ooh, can we please get rid of those? Like for both of us, you don't, you don't need them around. And I had asked, like, um, the only person I know in my life who has, a, who has anybody divorced close to them um, had told me, like, yeah, that, that wasn't how my husband had reacted. <laughs> Um, you know, they were already gone by the time we were in a relationship. So I said, you know, again, I would just feel so much better. There was no, there's no reason to really hang on to these. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're, if you're again, truly moved on from everything. So. And did, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the process of that. I think he's gonna, he's gonna sell, um, you know, what he can yeah. try and try and just truly get rid of it once and for all. So again, receptive, but again, it's just like, oh, I have to ask this question and I don't want to know the answer to it, but I have to. <laughs> Did you ever ask him like to think about what are the other things that like could be around that you think n knowing me now, like would upset me, like stuff like that to like kind of get the point across like dude you should be figuring this out on your own like why yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's definitely gotten to that point or I'm just like okay I don't want to be totally type a here but like just make a mental list of everything you have like if it has like strong like emotional connection to your marriage it should probably go like again I'm not going to be unreasonable if you had like you know he was with her his entire like young adult life. So almost everything he owns has something to do with her, but like the sentimental things, they gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been anything other than like these like material things that has come up where that's like made you question 
whether or not he like did the work, whether or not he moved on, like was ready to meet you when he did. Um, there have definitely, uh, definitely been some things. I know that everybody has varying levels of success on dating apps. Um, as we all do, we all have wildly different stories with them. Um, and I know he wasn't having much success, uh, meeting people. So I wondered if by meeting me, I was like the first, you know, first thing he kind of got into mm -hmm. and, you know, just called it a day without exploring more of, you know, himself or what it would take to really like move on from those things first. Yeah. Um, I have definitely uh, questioned that part of it. Um, and then, you know, of course, going forward, I would like, you know, I would really wonder how much of an effect that still has on his life as these material things keep coming up and kind of wondering like, okay, what are like the emotional things um, that are going to be discovering like uh, travel plans, for example, he's like, Oh, well, we should go on vacation once this COVID stuff um, eases up, which is starting to sound like when pigs fly. <laughs> um, but it's, he, he suggested the travel destination be where he went for his honeymoon. And I'm like, there's gotta be some other place we can go. <laughs> Like I, there are a lot of other places in the world, like there infinite so other places in the world that you could yeah. possibly go. <laughs> yeah, of course. So um, I just like said that I'm like, look, I, I know you liked it. You probably had a great time there, but there's so many other places we can go first. Like, yeah. <laughs> even if we go there, there down the road, because I know he loves it. I know it's like his favorite place in the world. He had a great time there, you know regardless of why he was there but right at the same time just like maybe that shouldn't be our first trip that feels like bad juju yeah <laughs> what has it been like with his family and friends like even just from the start were they like like open arms to you or hesitant because it was maybe like sooner than they expected like what was that like um they seem to be really open to me um I feel like it's sort of you know, it's a it's a human nature thing that none of us really like, but comparison between us is almost natural because there's only been one other person before me. So every now and then a little comment will pop up about like how we're different, but it'll always be in like a good way. Like I'm, you know, okay. more sociable with them, get along better with them, you know, things like that. Um, every now and then even they have, um, you know, something that she made them or something she gave them as a gift. And I'm like, okay, I'd be way overstepping my boundaries if it, I asked what, them to get was, rid of it. Was he married to Santa? Like right? how many, like, <laughs> why does everyone have all this shit from her? That's what I'm wondering. I'm just like, oh my God, like I'd, I'd be way overstepping my boundaries, boundaries if I start telling like your mom and sister what to do. But at the same time, like she's out of your life. She's gone. You don't need to keep that. Like there's just no reason. And it's also like, why... Why is it brought to your attention that this, that those things are from her? Like I, it's like, have, have they not moved? No, but like, yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like everything that you've had to call out is so fair. And like, sometimes we get so afraid to call things out. Cause like, we don't want to seem needy. We don't want to seem like we're being dramatic or asking for too much, but like you have every right to feel like, I hate the word triggered. I hate the word triggered because it's so overused and everyone's triggered by everything and everything in the world is triggering now. But like you yeah. have every right to feel triggered by these things that keep coming up. But I'm sure every single time you're like, oh, like, I don't want to be that girl. Like I don't want to seem yeah. needy, but it's mm -hmm. not like you're trying to have your own relationship. Absolutely. And I feel like I 
would be even like triggered by it just because one of the biggest problems in a much earlier relationship in my life is that everybody like said that the guy was whipped like I told him what to do and I'm very much the person that doesn't like to tell people what to do so like the fact that they were using that and it's like it's not my fault he doesn't say no to anything like I'm not like threatening him I'm not being like horrible about it yeah um but at the same time, yeah, I wonder, like, does this mentality just run in the family? Does nobody have any sentimental attachment to things that they probably should? Right. Um, yeah, and it wouldn't be a big deal to get rid of. But, you know, as much as I want to say, you know, can you please, you know, it, it might be my place with him, even though it still kind of feels kind of icky. But I don't mm -hmm. think it's his place with my family. And I wish that, you know, you know, hopefully they'll just they'll just all come around and decide they don't need that. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How has your family and friends kind of reacted to the situation? Or if you brought up any of these things to them, what have their responses been like knowing him? Um, well, my parents absolutely love him. They just think he's the greatest thing. And mm -hmm. they're not wrong. He's pretty great. Um, but uh, I definitely felt the need to tell them um, earlier on, just because I didn't want, you know, whenever he gets up the kind of ability to do that himself, you know, it wasn't going to be right away. And I didn't want a situation like I was kind of fearing might happen if he didn't do what he did on our first date. Like we'd be dating a while. And then like all of a sudden you'd say to my parents, like after a long time, like, Oh, by the way, I've been divorced. And they would be like, what? Like, Oh my God. Um, so I kind of like dropped that on them lightly and I'm like, okay, he's had something before I'll let him tell you about it on, you know, his own, his own time and in his own, way um other than that i try not to really uh tell people about it because it's his business um yeah. it's it's a little bit mine but it's not something i feel the need to you know go shouting around town you know i really respect that and i'm really glad that that was your answer because i think that's a like a huge problem we all run into is like telling every single person in our lives, every single detail about this person we're dating. And then we're getting a million opinions and then we don't even get to decide for ourselves what we think. So I actually think that's like, I mean, respectful to him that you were like, this is his business, but also like it was kind of respectful to yourself too, where you got to form your own thoughts and opinions about it rather than being clouded by everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's been, I think that's been really valuable to it. Yeah. So in general, one of my questions about dating somebody who has been married before dating a divorcee is like how much, and, and I'm sure this will vary from person to person, like every situation does, but how much information about their marriage, about their divorce, like how much information did you want to know? How much information did you get? Did, was it too much? Was it not enough? Like, cause it, it's like, people don't want to talk about their past relationships, but some people <laughs> want to know everything. Like they want to know all the details. Some people want to know absolutely nothing. Like they feel really like uncomfortable hearing anything about it. And I feel like it's different when there was an actual marriage involved where you probably do need to know a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious for anyone else who ends up in this situation, like, how much did you want to know? What was too much? What did you need to know? You know? Yeah. I'm actually so glad you said that because we've definitely had conversations between the two of us before where, you know, I'm kind of a person that like wants to understand what you've been through and how it affects you going forward. So for me, I really do want to know a lot, but I also don't want to kind of push it and push my boundaries. 
Um, but at the same time, when some of that came up between us, you would say, you know, it's, you know, no, not really all that different from long-term relationships that you've been in. And I'm like, well, respectfully, yes, it is. Marriage is much, much different than a committed relationship. So for me, um, you know, certainly anything that I hadn't kind of anticipated that would kind of affect like how, how we do things together. Like I would want to know, you know, if this affects his thoughts on marriage in the future, because, you know, that's something I want and I see for myself and I don't want to be stringing myself along if that's not going to happen. So I I wanted to know his feelings on that. Um, I also wanted to know, um, and I, I think this may be important for people who are taking kind of the next step in the relationship. One of the first questions I had was like, well, you know, you say it's not that different from a long-term relationship, but what made you want to take the jump from, uh, from boyfriend and girlfriend to husband and wife? That's, that's something not everybody wants to do. That's not some, not something everybody gets to do. Um, and, and I feel like that was important for me to know, kind of to see how he navigated his past, what was important to him, um, the kind of pressures he was feeling, whether it was from her, from his family or for, anything um so those were kind of things that i felt like i really wanted to know and in you know my heart of hearts i'm like oh tell me everything i need to know everything but um you know just what just what he's comfortable sharing really and just what you know would affect the two of us i think is what's really important yeah i like the questions that you asked because they were more about his character and Mm -hmm. who he is rather than like what was she like? Like, how did you propose? Like, like after how long did you propose? Like, what was it like combining your family? Like, you know, some uh, like different, th- this was more about like, what do you value and what made you want to marry somebody? Mm-hmm. And absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so important in terms of also like knowing that those things are something that he could want again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I definitely had a relationship and because we weren't on the same page with marriage or kids and just as a PSA to all ladies out there, if they ever say that to you and you're not on the same page, just end it there. He's not going to change. Nothing's going to get better. Um, I stayed in that way too long, but it, you know, my thought is of course that I want to get married and I want to have, you know, that kind of life for myself. So for somebody who's already taken that step, I felt like it was really important to say, why, you know, why did you do that? What made you do that? Were you happy doing that, you know, before, before it all ended? I feel like that's all really important to see how a person would navigate a future um, yeah. with their current partner. Yeah, definitely. So one thing you mentioned in the beginning was that, like you're a hopeless romantic, like you didn't plan to be somebody's like second person, like second wife, whatever that ends up being. How have you for yourself, and and I'm sure this was like has happened with time, like as you mentioned, like you're in therapy and that's helped you. Like how have you kind of gotten through that or worked through that in your mind to be like, okay, like this is okay. It's not what I expected, but it doesn't mean it's like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like that's an ongoing process that I'm kind of dealing with every day. Um, Because like I said, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around if you saw your life going a certain way, you know, the hopeless romantic notion of somebody's one and only and somebody's forever and always and all of a sudden you can say like, ooh, best case scenario is second wife. That's a little tough. 
Um, I think it's something I'm, I'm still dealing with just, you know, mentally to be able to wrap my head around. But I think obviously what makes it worth it is finding the right person and, you know, the right reason to do this. I'm the kind of person that, you know, I don't want to get married just for the pretty ring and the big party. I really, it's for the partner. It's for somebody that's going to last forever. So just in my mind, getting over that hurdle of like, okay, you're the second, but more optimistically, you'd be the last if you play your cards right. That's, that's what we're true. all hoping for. <laughs> and and he would be your one and only. Yes, like that, absolutely. That part doesn't get taken away from you. And And, you know, maybe... Like, I don't know, I, I feel like as much as we can see people for like, we see them off surface value, face value for like, oh, like he was married before he's divorced. His ex-wife is now likes women, but it's like, he had to go through all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, he's I couldn't so imagine. much stronger for it now. Yes, absolutely. I think about that a lot, especially when I'm getting like in my own head, like, oh, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. And I'm like, this is nothing. Look what he had to go through. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's really important being able to kind of, you know, get over that hurdle. I had a time recently because everyone is rewatching Love is Blind. I don't know if you're one of yes, those. Yes, okay. I've, I finished it a few weeks ago. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was rewatching one of the episodes in the first season where one of them is proposing to the other and he says, uh, he's in tears and he's like, I get down on my knees for the first time and I ask you to be my wife. And I'm just like, oh, that was an arrow through the heart. Because again, best case scenario, he asked me to marry him and be for the second time that he's done that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely an ongoing thing. Um, you know, my, my goal is to be fully kind of moved on from that and under the rug and optimistic about what things hold but it's definitely you know it's a it's a big thing to kind of overcome yeah you know maybe there maybe there are ways around that though like maybe you tell him like when you propose to me like I don't want you to get, get down on one knee like I want you to get down on both <laughs> knees or like you get down on one knee like you know you can kind of make it your own and, right. or, but also maybe, maybe you do want him to get down on one knee <laughs> which is totally understandable and yeah. I don't blame you <laughs> yeah um okay so in in general I guess overall like two big picture questions the first being what advice would you give to anyone out there who has gone through a divorce, is going through a divorce, and is going to get back out there in the dating world? Um, I would strongly advise that you seek out a therapeutic journey before you get back into the dating pool, not for any selfish reasons of any future partners you may have, but because that's a really traumatic event to go through. Marriage is a big step, and it ending is not something anybody sees themselves going through. Nobody gets married and is like, ooh, can't wait to get divorced in a few years. Like, that's a big traumatic thing. So I think that at least talking to a professional about it would really help you sort out your feelings before you just you know, dive right back in. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would be really important for someone going through such a big thing, especially because, you know, a lot of them don't end all that amicably. Um, and I think a lot of people could use just a little more help and just a little more of someone to talk to after something like that happens to them. Totally. I, I also think like some people might think it doesn't have that much of an effect on them. And I don't know how, but I feel like people go through things and they are like, no, I'm fine. You know, like I'm fine, mm -hmm. but, but in saying that you're fine and just, 
acting like you're fine and going about your days being fine. Like you shouldn't be fine. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that is very, very wise and sound advice. Um, My second question to that is for anyone who finds themselves in your situation, what advice do you have for them? I think um, very similar to how how I've kind of gauged it out. You know, if you're if you're made aware that they've gone through a divorce, kind of try to if you're sticking it out and you're working through the relationship, try to work into future conversations how they feel about that going forward to see if your future aligns with each other. Because everybody's past is one thing. You know, the past is the past, but you have to know that when you be together, your future is going to align. Um, and uh, for me, you know, an ongoing, um, an ongoing thing I'm going through and a thing that everybody will have to go through is, again, the past is the past. You have to be able to let it go. They have to be able to let it go. Everybody has to be able to say, like, that's behind us. We can move forward as a couple and we can move forward with our own lives after this. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's something you have to say. That's something they have to say. That's something you have to say together. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate how you've like taken everything one step at a time and and worked through it and not just said like, Oh, well he was married on Facebook still and has these pictures up. Like I can't do this. Like that was probably really, really, really difficult for you, but you brought it up. You communicated about it. He communicated back. He showed that he was willing to work through it too. And I think that's something that also is what has made your relationship so strong and has made your relationship get to where it is now and, and continue to be great and, and just continue because you have addressed these things and continue to. So I applaud you for that. (laughs) Thank you. It's always about, you know, a relationship takes two people. It takes two people with an emotional bond, two people working through their past issues, two people working towards the same future. Um, I try not to approach anything very selfishly or very in a self-serving way. It's really important to me that both of us are happy here. Yeah, I love that. On that note, thank you so much for being here. To everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, please send this episode to a friend if you have somebody who would benefit from hearing from this episode. Um, Yeah, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate how you've handled your journey and and how you continue to do that and just your willingness to open up and, and share your story for anyone else who's going through something or might find themselves in this situation. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this helps even one person in the same situation as me. Like I said, you're not alone out there. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello everyone, I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!